Point out the colors in you. I see them too, and boy, I like them. I like them. I like them. We way too fly to partake in all this hate. We out here vibing. We vibing. We vibing. Alexa, play Ariana Grande. Okay. With Amazon Music, a voice is all you need. Get tens of millions of songs. Download the Amazon Music app today. Hey, podcast listeners. This is your humble host, Michael Smalley, and I just wanted to take a moment of your time before the show gets going to remind you about our online membership. It is an incredible resource to help you build a better relationship where we have taken all of our best video series and converted them into online courses. You can check out how to become a member at smalleyinstitute.com. So last week, you got the first in a series of three shows consecutively about the story of Peter and Holly, who we have had here in Studio Live. And it was such a good story and such a long interview that Seth and I chose to break this sucker up into three different parts. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so now you're getting that second part. And what I love about their story, so obviously I'm Michael Smalley along... Seth Johnson. With... Yeah. <laughs> I wanted to do that on purpose, just to anger you. <laughs> I was like, is he not okay? Yeah. It was just awkward enough. Thank you. <laughs> I wanted, hey, hey, I did it. Yay, Michael. <laughs> so, yeah, this was kind of our first in-studio interview with a couple. Yeah, for our stories. It was fantastic. I know. It's really fun. And it's incredible to hear someone's redemptive story, and especially mm-hmm. Peter and Holly. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> when you hear their story, you're like, yeah, right. I'm sure you guys are really back together, but they truly are, and they're doing better than ever. Yeah, and when I got home from the recording session, I was filling in um, Shauna about what we, he'd done and telling her Peter and Holly's story. And like, she was just amazed and almost on the like, edge of her seat. I was like, what, so what's happening? And, they, like, and that's awesome. And she was just super excited. And yeah. I know. It is. It's, it's if you weren't hearing them, I think I think if it was just you and I telling a story, quote unquote, that we've heard, you'd yeah. be like, "Yeah, right." But man, they're here, yeah, and they're so honest and mm-hmm. so open. And again, I guess I just hope because our goal with these stories is that they encourage you, that they inspire yeah. you. I've already used one, by the way, in an intensive, really, where I used their story and said, "Really, really, you're going to divorce over what you're complaining about," and they got back together. <laughs> Come on. Well, so what I'm hoping out of this is that, um, you know, it was such a good interview that it was really long. So we had to break it up into three parts, which is a trilogy. And we all know that normally the second installment of a trilogy just isn't as good as the Not first. Not so with this one. Yeah, fingers crossed. I don't think it is. I think it's. I think it holds up on its own. It does. But, but I guess you'll have to listen. And you got to listen to it. So once again, here is Peter... Holly, and of course, Seth and I, in the second installment of of their story. You're going to repeat it. If if you don't figure it out, if you don't address the issue, you're going to repeat what you're doing. 
whether it be with your spouse, if you don't get a divorce or if you get a divorce and you remarry, you're going to repeat the same thing if you don't ever address the issue. I cannot begin mm-hmm. to tell how many times I've had to make that statement to people at live events in the Reignite Intensive program going, what's going to change? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you know, one of my little proverbs, maybe, or a little thing I have that I developed on all by myself is you will never find happiness. You have to be happy. So when people go That's looking... Right. When people go looking for for happiness, they're never you're never going to find it because all that's out there is a curse. Mm-hmm. You know, if you believe in God, then you can't ignore Genesis, right? Yeah. You you have to know that w- when sin entered into the world, we were cursed, mm-hmm. and so this world isn't as it should be. Which means, yeah, I might find somebody else, but they're going to be just as messed up as my first spouse. Yeah. Right. So exactly. it it becomes it's 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 kind of absurd, right? right? And Holly, you actually mentioned something very interesting too, that uh, you kind of put it out there, and I don't know if there was any shame or embarrassment with this because mm-hmm. I find a lot with people, they especially Christians. Mm-hmm. Christians don't want to do medicine, yeah, because medication is bad or medication is for the weak, right? Medicate, you know. But you said you went into counseling and you saw your doctor because you were going through a major trial and you needed a little help oh, yeah. to maintain. So how was that for you? Because Peter says, you know, I go and say, dude, go get help. Don't turn to porn or someone else. Yeah. That's always going to make your life more miserable. Yeah. You did turn to counseling, and met, but was there some resistance or embarrassment to take the medicine or to... Or was that just for you kind of an easy decision? Yeah, that that was, you know, after he had I'd left the house and uh, we were now separated. And I, the only way I could cope, I wasn't sleeping. I wasn't eating. Um, I lost probably 20 pounds in the first month after he left. And, you know, I wasn't very big. <laughs> you know, after 20 pounds, I was like nothing. But I went to see my doctor um, my physician, um, he, you know, he put me on an antidepressant and something to help me stay calm. Mm-hmm. Um, because I just, I had no sleep, no food, hardly any food in me. And, you know, it's just, um, it was one of those just to keep going. It was one of those decisions. I knew, I don't care. You know, I didn't tell the world I was on medication, but a few people knew and it, it wasn't, I wasn't embarrassed by it. I'd actually been on an antidepressant right after Grant was born because I had postpartum depression. Mm-hmm. And so I'd already kind of been down that road and I knew it helped me a lot. So I had prior experience with it. And um, so I went back on it. You know, yeah, it, helped I, me. it helped me great. It really did help me. It made all the difference. I have a very close friend who called me one time in the middle of the night going, we need help, man. My wife is really suffering. Mm-hmm. And, and I was like, what the world were you talking about? And I went and she had just had a child. Yeah. And I went over and I think uh, for like six months, it had been like six months or so. And she was devastated with postpartum depression. Yeah. And when I was sitting there talking with her, and she was thinking, you know, really dark thoughts. And and I said, have you gone to the doctor? No, mm-hmm. no, no, I'm not going to do pills. I'm like, you realize that chemically, biologically right now, 
there's not a lot of thinking you can do. This is a hormonal yeah. issue, yeah. especially for women with postpartum. This is a very hormonal very. issue, and you need that mm-hmm. right now. And and so she finally agreed to do it, and you know, within a week or two, was like, "Why did I not do this sooner?" So I hope everyone hearing yeah. and listening understands that. Uh, no, medicine doesn't solve everything, right. but it is a part. For many of you, it is a part of the journey. And oftentimes what it does is it allows you just enough clarity yes. <laughs> to even be able to receive yep. the Holy Spirit yes. words or to receive a counselor's words mm-hmm. and then actually be able to implement it. And then you know you either get weaned off or there's other reasons yeah. that, that you have yep. to keep continuing. But it's, a, it's, it's okay. Yeah. God created us. He created the earth. And medicine is not evil. Right. And I think it's just I think one it's, of the things. Yeah. And I think it's one of Satan's traps to keep you paralyzed. I mean, anytime there's confusion, anytime there's there's a sense like you just can't go on and you're you don't even know what your you know, what your next decision's gonna be, that is that's being paralyzed. You're in a state of chaos. And I think that's a that's a trap that's the enemy's gonna put you in and wants you wants you to stay in. So um You've got to do everything you can to find a find a way out of it, and medication sometimes going to help you. Yeah, it certainly can. It's big, and so you guys, we kind of go now. We I think we have a decent picture of okay. So how did the trouble get started? And mm-hmm. it's and for you guys, it and you word it so perfectly. Unresolved conflict. Yeah, I mean, right. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter if it's infertility or in laws or what. I mean, it's all conflict. Mm-hmm. Right. And if you don't know how to resolve it, that stuff builds and builds and builds. And then, unfortunately, we tend to react in very unhealthy ways. Mm-hmm. And so, when when I watched the, I, I rewatched your story on again on our church's website, and one of the things that stood out to me that I think is so I, I cannot wait to hear this from you guys is that as the divorce happened and as you know Peter has he's had an affair and and it sounded like Holly that when he sort of tried to break away it got pretty nasty there were some and I don't want you to relive right. the exact phrases and things mm-hmm. but it sounds like it got ugly and and some cruel things were said mm-hmm. absolutely that, yeah. i mean divorce is there's i don't even there's no good divorce it's just it's all nasty but um you know, Peter and I got to a point, we had Grant, and we would hear from our lawyers and other people giving us counsel, you know, you've got to find a way to co-parent for Grant. And so our way of co-parenting was, you know, doing the least amount of effort to do that. We'd send an email. Um, When we were on the phone with each other, it was not good. It never ended well we would fight on the phone over stupid stuff. Um, of course, both of us feeling, you know, it's it's important. And, um, you know, it, it just never, it was never civil. It got really bad. It was just, um, we avoided each other. And when we couldn't, it was just, it never was, it was never healthy. It got nasty. Well, right. Yeah. And we, we even had to go to court-ordered mediator just mm-hmm. just to try to resolve conflict between us mm-hmm. uh, not a mediation where you sit down and hash out the divorce but literally us communicating uh, I mean it, it got so bad that that even when I had grant and and the lady that I wanted to watch him she filed a court order to stop me from 
taking him to, the, to this particular lady babysitter. I mean, yeah. that, that's how bad it was. I mean, we couldn't, it, it just, we were on complete opposite sides. I mean, and it was, it was. <laughs> we just fought over everything. Yeah. Yes, yeah. it was bad. Yeah. And it sounds like in an ugly way. In an ugly yeah. way. And not I, just kind of common, but like nasty yeah. heart rate. You described in the video, it was like an A-bomb mm-hmm. went off. So this nuclear blast goes on. Mm-hmm. And I guess what I'm wondering is because your story is insane, right? It's, hey, there's an affair, there's a divorce. Mm-hmm. You know, Peter remarries, divorces her in two, two years. years. Yeah, within two years is divorced again. Mm-hmm. And I just find it utterly amazing that, and I'll just start with you, Holly, that how on earth did mm-hmm. you guard your heart in a way that ever, because Peter says in the video, he goes, you know, I think, who was he? A cousin of yours? No, or? It, was my, it was my mother, my sister, and my niece. We were all okay. at dinner. So your mom, sister, and, and niece, niece, you're all at dinner, and they and they bring up, would you yeah. ever be open? This is obviously after the second divorce. Correct. And you have this kid together, Grant. Right. You know, and they ask you, would you ever be open to reconciling? And your answer was... There's no way. Yeah. After after what I've done, what I've said, what we've been through, the the war that we've been through... There's no way she could ever take me back, and and I had moved from Dallas down to Houston to be closer to my son, and which is when I had the dinner with with them. Because they're like, all right, you know, you're in Houston now. What about getting back together with Holly? And and I was like, there's just there's just no way. So at this point, it, in your head, like you were open to it, and it was just more of like you're just no, like it was all on Holly. There's no way you would or. I think I was more resolved to the fact that it was done. It was over. Yeah, so it wasn't even it like was, a thought or no, something on the table. I, I had, it was something I had, I, it was literally not even, until my my, my mother and, and sister and niece had spoken, I hadn't really even thought about it. Because I was like, all right, you know, and I'm going yeah, to I'm gonna done. build a house. I'm going to start my life over. Um, here I go. So yeah. it was, for you, it was done. Yeah, it was the done. The things that had been said yeah. and done, it was done. obviously... Yeah. I'll never go back to that place. Now, Holly, what in the world? Well, How did yeah. you manage to keep your heart open? And yeah, I just I, I'm having a hard time. Well, I think the the entire time I was living this, I went through phases and stages. I went through I went through the grief stages definitely, and then you know I would always think about um, what our life could have been. Had we stayed together, and I, I I held on to that, but there was over time there was the hope that we would ever get back together. It, it there was it was zero. It just kind of you know went away, and I had accepted the fact that I was going to move on, Peter was going to move on, and we would finish you know raising Grant and and mm-hmm. co-parent. But you know I didn't look at Peter longingly to have him back after probably a year after being divorced, I actually moved on and started dating. And so did he after he, you know, went through his second divorce. And so, you know, there wasn't this, um, there wasn't this, um, you know, uh, search on, on how to get back together right. with him for me. But I'd always prayed more than anything. I remember crying myself many times, crying myself to sleep at night crying out to the Lord, you know, first of all, asking why, why did mm-hmm. this have to happen? And then that just became, you know, whatever it takes, Lord, please bring Peter back to you. 
And you know, if you if you if you want to use me to do that, I'm I'm here. It's not about me getting Peter back. It's more about Peter coming back to God. And um, then that's really what my prayer was. That's what my prayers turned into. And so, yeah, when we then when we started getting along, probably I don't know, third third three and a half years later. We we started being civil towards each other. The other woman was out of the picture, and that was that was that was huge for me. That was a huge piece yeah. of this that went away, and I didn't have to have that in my face constantly. Yeah, because that's not it was easy. devastating yeah. seeing another woman um, and my son and my husband, who I still had feelings for. I still loved Peter, um, and this woman, I felt like she stole him, and there's nothing I could do, but. You know, after a few years, we we became civil, and we would we would start, you know, for Grant, we would start talking, mm-hmm. and um, that turned into some conversations, and you know, the the walls kind of went down, and it was it was a slow process, but um, reconciliation then kind of surfaced up yeah. or, or came up to the surface, and God just started putting it putting it on my heart that you know. Uh, you know, I was like, "What are you doing, God? You know, what are, mm-hmm. what what are you up to?" Um, and then the possibility of reconciliation, um, you know, was in our lap. But and what an important! Oh, sorry, Seth. No, no. What an important prayer, Holly. I my mm-hmm. heart leapt because there's a big difference about going to God over and over again, praying, "Please, please, please, give him back to me." Which I'm not saying is wrong. Yeah. However, it's a totally different paradigm to be going, Lord, I really just want Peter to be back with you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I want his heart to turn back towards you, which is really the solution. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Well, and I mean, I'm not saying I wasn't simultaneously yes. praying. Right. Yeah. Peter, come back to me. Wake up. You know, I feel like an alien has abducted you. What has happened to my husband? Well, maybe we need to. Yeah. Maybe there Did that was. happen? Yeah. There, I, I, do you ever, ever have moments that you just don't remember? <laughs> do you have weird we'll scars on your body <laughs> that's unexplained? <laughs> on our other show that we do. Yeah. 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 We, we call that show Probe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good one. Yeah. Well done, sir. Well, I was curious, um, just furthering the story. So you, you guys are both kind of starting to get civil at this point. Um, and maybe in, internally you're having ideas of, of reconciliation. But how did that conversation start? Well, uh, you know, even kind of backing up a little bit more, towards the end of, of my second marriage, I, I had gotten baptized again, and I was seeing uh, a counselor at the church, and I was seeing a, a professional counselor, if you will. Um, so I was going through heavy counseling, and things were, uh, God was starting to work in me again. And then as this marriage ended, um, I continued to seek and, and go after him, Um and, you know, there were times I'd go down for uh, our son's game, and she'd be there with her boyfriend. And I'd be there by myself watching him play. And I remember calling my sister going, well, this is kind of a surreal, a surreal thing here. You know, I'm sitting here, and Holly's got her boyfriend here, and it's, you know, it's shoes on the other foot now. You know, it's just kind But he of, had to be <laughs> uglier and shorter than you. No question. Yeah. <laughs> no question. <laughs> Not to disparage the no, guy. No, no, no. But we all know how good, you viewed him. At he least had a good that, yeah, personality. that's how he saw him <laughs> He had a good personality. Yeah. So, but uh, so no, and and you know, really, it 
and I don't know, maybe it was a subconscious thing. I, I don't know, but but there was a one of his games. I called her and I said, "Hey, let's you know, I'm gonna let me come down a little early. Let's I'll take you guys to breakfast before our son's soccer game." And he was what five, probably five at the time, because mm-hmm. he was six when we married. Yeah. So young, obviously, and. I did, and and we had a little extra time, and we took him to a park, and, and we were literally kind of sitting there talking, and she just kind of looked at me, and she said, you know, are you happy? Mm-hmm. And I said... And said, that took a lot for me to ask him that, because um, before that, I, I didn't really care if he was happy. Probably wanted yeah. some misery. I mean, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, he, he, it would have only been fair for him to hurt <laughs> right, as much right. as yeah. I hurt. Suffer. Are you hating life right now? Yeah. Good. Do you feel physical pain? Mm-hmm. Are you yeah. feeling sick? <laughs> yeah. That's right. Yeah. yeah. And, and literally my response was, I, I don't really know what happiness is right now. Mm-hmm. You know, I was, I was going through life, um, obviously going through the things I needed to address uh, within myself, but um, it, it, it you know, and then her response was perfect, which was, I've, I've always learned never to put God in a box. And, you know, it was like kind of the light bulb went off and it was like, okay, wait a minute. There is a much bigger, yeah, bigger thing here than, than, than what's, what's at play. Well, and before that, there was some key moments before that game that you came to me. We had a conversation. I needed to hear from you, even if, there was the reconciliation was not even on the table at this point, mm-hmm. but I needed Peter. And there was a big need of mine. He had never owned going outside our marriage and mm-hmm. having an affair. He had never owned that, and I f- I found out about it on my own. He didn't reveal that or confess, which it to is me. normal. Yeah. Most people have to. Yeah, but the hurt was so deep because he never owned it. He never said he was sorry. He never. Um, tried to make amends for that. And he knew that I needed to hear that I'm so sorry. And I, please forgive me. And we had this moment of, um, you know, it was, it was a very personal um, thing I needed, I needed from him. And I, and I, you know, I, I got it and I didn't even express to him that I needed it. But I think you, because of your journey and what God was doing in your heart, Mm -hmm. you knew that, you know, I, I need to make, right. try to make things better. Right. And what was just, that? What was that moment, Peter? So all, it, how did you, how did you finally get, holy well, cow, it, I need it, to. It was not the, it was, it was God working on me. I mean, it was through prayer, it was through counseling, it was through everything. It was like, I, I have to make it right. There's no way I can make it right. I had to address the issue not only for for her, but for me. I mean, I, yeah. I, I it was important for me to admit because you can't sit there and and I mean, I denied it, denied it, denied it until she she caught it and they had evidence, and then it was like, all right, yeah. But you then you me. still denied it in a way, right? I, I still would you make excuses. Really I would, it, I yeah. would, I would never. And in, 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 even at that time, she and I weren't talking anyway. I wasn't about to admit anything to her mm-hmm. at that point. So you know, with all that at play, my thought process at the time are. Or at that given time, when I when I told her, I you know I'm sorry for everything I've done and 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 what I, I it was it was I don't know I guess I can liken it to like you know twelve steps program yeah, where you yeah. got to go and and make amends make amends mm-hmm. and and that was what I did and you know it it it, <laughs> it spilled over because um, 
after she and I started talking about reconciliation, the first time that her family saw us together, it was not a pretty sight. And um, you want to talk about some bad blood. And yeah. that was a whole nother. <laughs> they were, I, and they were fighters. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. And I had to literally sit down with her dad individually, her mom individually, her twin sister individually. Um, and, and for hours just kind of let Which I asked him, him to do. Yeah. I, yeah. They were hurt deeply too. Yeah. yeah. And so. They just railed on me for a couple yeah. hours. And, and it was by the grace of God that I got through it. And I never got defensive. I never got mad. I never, it was, you know what? I, I, I can appreciate your hurt. I understand yeah. I, what I, what I've done. And it, it was, um, and her dad was especially hard because, um, he would, he'd sit there and he'd look at me and he'd say, you know, I, I know men who aren't of faith, who don't, who didn't, who haven't done what you've did. And I looked at him, I said, yeah, I said, but what defines those men? And I said, when you take away what defines that man, look at the chaos that's in his life. And my faith had defined me forever. And when I left my faith, when I didn't depend on my faith for strength, I depended on myself, my life went into chaos. Mm. And he kind of shook his head at that. Her dad's a very deep thinker. And, um, and even after that, when we, when we remarried, you should see the wedding pictures. I mean, there's not a smile on her side of the family to be found. I mean, they got the biggest. It's odd that he's carrying a oh, shotgun. God, yeah. Yeah. Well, he was cleaning his gun when I yeah. went to the house to talk there's to a, him. But there's a noose. Yeah, yeah no, it was, it was not good. And it was, we get into this part of the story, I guess, but after we remarried, a typical God thing is, is when you got to sit down and we tell them we're remarrying. They're like, okay, good. Well, at least you're not moving away. And it's like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> sorry okay. to tell you, but, but my company's moving us to Alabama. And, yeah. and so literally as soon as we got married, within a month, we moved to Alabama. And oh. it was the greatest thing for us because we didn't have yeah. any family around us. We, have, we had to focus on each other. Mm-hmm. And her family didn't come see us or talk to us for probably about a year, year and a half. I mean, it was, they had, they struggled. They still struggled up until probably a couple of years ago. But this is how much I, this is how much, this is proof that I, that I grew from the time, that time we were first married in, in Dallas. I cried, I sobbed, I was so depressed to be away from my sister and my family. When we remarried and we moved to Alabama, we were even further away and I couldn't have been happier. I really couldn't have been happier. I, who were you dependent on it, in Alabama? Exactly. I, exactly. I was, I was solely dependent on God. And I was so, so grateful to have my husband back and my family and and away from any distractions. Um, it was the best thing. God knew what he was doing. He always does. And I find it sad because I think, uh, I can't remember which one of you said this, but the idea, well, I think it was you who said, I, I've learned not to put God in a box. And it, it breaks my heart how mm-hmm. many, I would say, the majority of people mm-hmm. absolutely put God in this little, tiny, insignificant box because there's no way this can get healed. There's no way mm-hmm. I can overcome that. There's no way I'm going to be provided for or protected or cared for or loved. And that's what, for me, is stands out for your relationship is that it sounds, because you know one of the quotes I pulled here, and Peter's already talked about, but nobody could ever accept someone back after what I did. 
That's how big our God is. Is that what you would say, Holly? That oh, yeah, yeah, you're right. On my own, no, <laughs> no, no way, buddy. My little mind, you know, cannot grasp how big God is. And so, what did God? So, not putting God in a box. What What did He do for you? How did? So, how did He work on your heart mm. through the time that Peter and I were apart? Yeah, and and as you become open to reconciling yeah what was god doing who was he using in your life what kind of what was happening well it's amazing i and i don't know what other people when they go through something like this right away i think i sought god right away i used to sleep with my bible (laughs) i used to sleep with a little uh, clinging cross just so that I could have something next to me. And it was it was God. And I was in the Word constantly. But it's amazing when you're seeking God through something like this, who He'll put in your life. And when I moved to Victoria, I didn't know. Um, I, that's where I grew up and went to high school. But you know, times, you know, times years go by and you're not connected to the same people. But a friend of my sister's, um, Daphne Zuniga, I think you know Daphne. I love Daphne. Yes. yes. Um, she, um, through her, through my sister, she began to walk alongside me through all of this. And she had been through something similar with her husband. And um, just a godly woman helped me so much through, you know, day after day, you know, walked, didn't, didn't leave my side, you know, and she's still a dear, dear friend to this day. And, um, so he put her in my life. He, um, led me to a church parkway, the same church you pastored for a little while. And were you um, there when I was, I certainly was. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And I didn't know if it was your identical Twins yeah, actually, we were both there. <laughs> yeah, so. I remember that. <laughs> I definitely remember seeing both of you and having conversations. <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, he just brought in people. He brought in faith, more faith, more friends, and and to help support me and show me who he was and love on me and get me through this and provide for my son. And, um, you know, I couldn't have made it without any of that. I couldn't have made it without my family close by. I guess I could have, but God chose to move me um, back to Victoria where I was, where I had that support. And so um, he just showed me who he was and I'd never known him that way. Um, I had an experience um, through so much pain. There was joy Every single day, because he provided for my needs, whatever they were, emotionally, financially, financially, financial part of this is, it's horrible. It's devastating. It is. It's horrible. The average female after a divorce is under the poverty level. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, this actually concludes just the second part of Peter and Holly's story, which is obviously amazing. But you're going to want to stay tuned for the next one, because... Yeah, I know you might have heard rumors about how divorce impacts you financially, but uh, once you hear how it hit them, yeah, you might actually put a little more effort in your relationship today so you can avoid that pitfall. And I think we actually saved the climax for the third installment of the trilogy as well. We did. So they can't miss the last one. No, you got to check it out. Hey, if you miss it, well, I don't even know what I can say. Not at this point. You can go back and listen to it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Thank heavens this is all available online. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well, listen, everybody. 
like I usually do, I want to remind you of all of our online courses that are available at smalleyinstitute.com. They're just sitting there waiting to give you some better strategies on how to turn your relationship around starting today. And if you enjoy the show, or hey, even if you don't, please don't forget to leave us a review on iTunes. Smalley Marriage Radio is brought to you by the Smalley Institute. If your marriage is on life support, reignite your relationship in only two days. Find out more online at smalleyinstitute.com or call us toll free at 888-565-6462. My heart skips skipping the beach and not close enough so that space between you and me let's lose it. The way you're dancing, swaying to the music, girl, that body and how you move it. Every time you cross my mind, girl, I lose it. Alexa, play the Country Heat playlist. Okay. With Amazon Music, a voice is all you need. Get tens of millions of songs. Download the Amazon Music app today. Did you hear the news? Metro PCS is now Metro by T-Mobile. Now you get new plans with unlimited high-speed data all month long. All on the T-Mobile network. Check out the new Metro by T-Mobile today and discover the smarter way to get unlimited. Metro by T-Mobile. That's genius. During congestion, the fraction of customers using greater than 35 gigs per month may notice reduced speeds. And Metro customers may notice reduced speeds versus some T-Mobile customers. Video streams at 4DP. Coverage not available in some areas. See store for details and terms and conditions.